Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 42, Make Them Laugh and Deep Freeze. Hello, chums. We're, well, I say this every week. We're just about near the end of the original run. Mm -hmm. And have been since the first episode. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I think next week is actually the change. Yeah, no, you're right. So this is about it. But really going out on a high note, I would say. Hell yeah. These were two very good episodes featuring two classic Batman villains mm-hmm. and uh, did not do either of them discredit at Injustice? all. Injustice? Non-justice? Yes. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. They did a good job. Good Joker episode, good Mr. Freeze episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we will talk about this later, but uh, the fact that they managed to bring back Mr. Freeze and not cheapen that first episode. Well, I was reading they specifically didn't bring him back for the longest time because they didn't want I would imagine they were, they were trying to find the right story. Yeah, it's like... Well, he can't just come back to rob a bank like, you know, guess who's back, Batman. Mm-hmm. Give me all the money in the bank and no one gets hurt with my freeze gun. Nah, he doesn't care about that. Who are you doing you this know. for? I'm doing it for Nora. <laughs> oh, is that? Thanks. Thanks. We almost forgot for mm-hmm. even a moment. Nora. <laughs> and uh, speaking Nora of- Ephron. <laughs> <laughs> the writer of When Harry Met Sally? My wife, Nora Ephron. Weird. Mm-hmm. Mother of Zach Ephron, I assume? Yes. The very same. Why do I know so much about Ephron? I was just about to ask. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Speaking of villains and who they're dating, though, it is interesting that Harley and the Joker are sort of seem to be split. Yep. Maybe? Like, we just had a Harley solo episode, mm-hmm. and we just got the Joker with no sign of her, so... She's not returning my calls. I got better things to do. Meet my better thing to do, Poison Ivy. <laughs> Say hi, Pam. Uh, I imagine mm-hmm. Poison Ivy spends a lot of time just going... Uh. Yep. Uh, so, I hope I didn't uh, spoil anything in your summary, because the, the reveal of... The Joker is, mm-hmm. is a bit of a surprise, but... Uh, of course, they also call the episode Make Him Laugh, so... Yeah, exactly. Who so, will this uh, be about? Why don't you tell us? All right. So, dinner at the upscale Gotham Girl Grill is ruined by the latest addition to Batman's rogue gallery, the conniving Condiment King, and his mustard and ketchup guns. His plan? To threaten Montgomery Burns for $300 or he'll be a mess for his date. Unfortunately, Batman arrives in time before anyone's fancy suit can be stained. Robin correctly identifies Condiment King as comedian Buddy Buddy Stantler, who he is a big fan of, because the only thing Robin knows more about than video games is local comedians. Actually, the only thing that he knows better than video games is pissing me personally off, but what, whatever. The important thing is that this guy is a comedian with literally no reason to be Condiment King. No, the, the real reason to be Condiment King would be if you were pushed into a vat of cranch dressing and then swore revenge. While Batman and Dumbass are figuring out Convent King's deal, Alfred is looking for new identical tuxedos to wear to tonight's Laugh-Off competition. It's an annual humor competition in the vein of Canada's Just for Laughs, but not as annoying due to Jeff Dunham being erased from history in the last big crisis crossover, and Alfred and Robin apparently go every year. 
Unfortunately, said tuxedo purchase will have to be put on hold as the store is robbed by a guy calling himself Pack Rat, who's dressed as Rat Fink and stealing everyone's garbage. This would be this would all just be as annoying as as every improv now sketch that has ever happened, except that Pack Rat also has a gun that is shooting people, possibly with used bullets. Alfred manages to call the Batcave on one of the store's many payphones, and Batman arrives just in time to save the day. Robin is also there. When Pack Rat is revealed to be another comedian, and along with Condiment King, two out of the three judges of the Laugh, in, uh, laugh Off competition, which is a weird coincidence. A quick search of Pack Rat's body reveals a mind control chip, so Batman and Robin head off to Arkham Asylum to push the Mad Hatter around. Fortunately, the Mad Hatter is also being mind-controlled, which is probably for the best, knowing him. Back in the Batcave, Alfred shows the boys a video he taped off of last year's Laugh-Off. Seriously, he really likes stand-up, apparently. Which shows a comedian named Smilin' Checky Rimshot, possibly an alias, barging his way on stage, making the audience laugh hysterically, and then being thrown out for failing to register for the competition on time. He is dragged off swearing revenge in the Joker's voice, and also while having the Joker's face. Okay, it's it's the Joker. So Batman and Robin head to the Laugh-Off competition, where the Joker is already on stage, lamenting the fact that comedians can't tell real jokes anymore, and that he's the one who's really being censored. Then he sicks the third comedian, Roseanne Barr, dressed as a maid or something, on Robin, while he attempts to steal a trophy worth about three bucks at a local trophy shop. I'd be mad, but I'm still deeply proud of my own Best Cup Award, artfully displayed in my own home. Batman and the Joker fight on top of a large balloon, and the Joker is eventually defeated when Batman pantses him, and everybody gets to see the Joker's gross butt. Which I assume is chalky white. <laughs> Stop looking at that! So, I gotta talk about something that you, you mentioned here. Mm. The fact that, specifically, that it takes Batman a really long time to put together that this guy is the Joker. Oh, he's an incredible detective. <laughs> Like, and I'm going to bring this up again in the next episode, mm-hmm. but this ha- this seems to happen a lot where, and even like, even Amanda, when I was watching it with her said like, okay, great. Now he's going to still like, like hit pause and draw like a, a red mouth on mm-hmm. him and, and green hair to figure out that it's the Joker. And he did exactly that. Yep. It's like, come on, man. Do you not hear that voice? That voice is so like, and this isn't just me, the guy who recognizes voices mm-hmm. saying that. It's fucking, come on, man. I could be any comedian at all. Who could he be? Hmm, comedy-related crimes. That guy sounds like the Joker, Batman. Well, if you're solving it, it's clearly obvious. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Someone got Madison Haddison's uh, mind control chips. Mm-hmm. From within Arkham. So we're looking for someone who was in Arkham. Who lives in Arkham, like, all the time? And, hmm, someone who's connected to comedy. No, no, I, I can't think of anyone. Meanwhile, people are dying in the streets. Yes. <laughs> uh, who could it said, be? <laughs> that said, this leads me to my good thing, actually. I love that they did a story about the Joker as a comedian. Oh, yeah. Like, they never do that. Like, he... He never really tells jokes. No. Like he does he does gags, he does pranks, like he does enough that he he's earned the name mm-hmm. Joker, but like he, here he's he's upset because he's not as like the funniest guy in mm-hmm. Gotham, which I think is a great motivation for a dumb Joker episode. Oh, absolutely. I love I love the motivation of this entire cuz it's so his whole train of logic is so strange to me. Really? I think it's pretty spot on, which is, I should be the funniest guy in Gotham, why isn't it me? I mean, follow me here, okay. So he's like, alright, I need to prove to everyone in town that I'm the funniest person in the city. But I can't, because I'm the Joker and I kill people, like, all the time. So what I'll do is, see, I'll dress up as a different guy, go to the show, but I won't register in time. 
But then when they get mad that I didn't register, I'll plot revenge on all of them. Mm-hmm. No, that tracks. <laughs> this is really just another, like, Joker terrorizes specific people because of a petty slight. Yeah. Like, like we've been pointing out over and over again it's, for this it's, version it's of great. Joker. It's just this time it was the three comedians mm-hmm. judging this con- competition. <laughs> I just, I, love. I just love that he wants to show up and just be like, no, but also I'm really good at jokes, okay? Yeah, he wants to go anonymously so they don't judge him because they think they're going to die. Uh-huh. Instead, they will laugh at the material instead of the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also he doesn't, he doesn't follow rules because we live in a society, you see. I just want to see him fill it out like, I filled the form out correctly and everything. Why the hell did I get Harley to deliver it for me? <laughs> That was their first tip-off. <laughs> also, the fact that when they opened the envelope, purple gas came out. Did you not want the gas to come out? No, that was for the mayor. Those are the only envelopes we have. Come on, Harley. There's a lot's riding on this right now. <laughs> I can't just steal my way out of this one for once. I have to prove I'm good. And I like that there, that's what I mean. I like that there's something that he feels like he needs to earn and he can't just steal. Mm-hmm. That's I. That's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because he does think he's legit funny. It's yeah. not just a gag. It's his life. Well, and also I like that when he actually does do his stand-up, people like it. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck, that guy's actually really funny. Yeah. I just also <laughs> like murder. And we've pointed this out many times, but that's one of the reasons I like this Joker mm-hmm. is because so many contemporary versions just focus on the he's a crazy, unpredictable psychopath, yeah. but they forget that he's funny, which is the other half. Yeah. Like there's there's two halves. If mm-hmm. you leave out half of it, he's not the Joker, man. There, he's just there, some guy. There's so much. There's so many versions of, that I've seen of, where they just want to turn him into Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And it's like you but, can do that with literally any serial killer, my dude. Like. Also, I I assume DC Comics already has tons of guys like that. Oh, yeah. Isn't that Mr. Zaz's whole deal? Oh, yes. For instance? Uh Uh-huh, just off the top of your head. Well, I'm thinking of that, Mm -hmm. one, because you mentioned payphones, but two, two, because I recently saw the Harley movie, which I think I mentioned a week or two ago, Mm -hmm. so, like, he's still kind of fresh in my head. Yeah. But I know there's others. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there's plenty, because people like to see Batman fight a serial killer. And people love serial killers, mm-hmm. and I assume the 90s, between Bane stories, was just serial killers. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes Bane was a serial killer. I mean, probably, yeah. I'll um, never find out who it was. Wasn't the Condiment King actually in comics? He was, yes. Because I know he pops up in the Harley Quinn show, but mm-hmm. I thought he was around before this. I, no, I I, I looked it up. He uh, This first appearance of Condiment King. This is one of the ones that... Uh, oh, this is. Yes. Huh. This is one of the characters that made the uh, the uh, uh, pass over to comics just because right. they like to use him as a joke character. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, clearly. Uh-huh. What I would love is if someone could manage to make him serious, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean... Like, not, not grimdark, but, but give him, like, a tragic backstory and, like, some real pathos, turn him into, like, a real Mr. Freeze type guy. I was going to say, they're going to kite man him. <laughs> Yeah, or or Kite Man, mm-hmm. yeah, because that show managed to make him, like, while still a joke, mm-hmm. somewhat sympathetic and somewhat, you know, like, understandable, relatable. I, I was reading, uh, he did an appearance in an old Robin comic from, like, the 90s, where there's, mm-hmm. like, no one takes him seriously, but, like, you know, he could give he could give a condiment to someone who is allergic and put them into analytic shock. <laughs> he's a real threat. I like that he's in a room full of white guys and his weapon is hot sauce. Yep. 
because we're so lame. And uh-huh. I'm one of those guys, too. Like, oh, no, heartburn. <laughs> that, was, that was very good. It's just so stupid. That guy, I can't chase that guy that stole my wallet because I need to find some Tums right now. <laughs> and then he slips on ketchup and mustard mm-hmm. and almost falls to his death. Yep. Idiot. Also, pickle hat. You know what? This is my good thing. Yeah, all right. The entire encounter with the Condiment King is ah, the kiss of a chef. (laughs) Like, he is a great design. Like, the the thing I like is the character looks like a Silver Age character, you know? He does. What he he also looks like, and I think I've made this comparison before, is we're right around the time that the Tick cartoon Mm -hmm. is on. He looks like a character from that show. Well, uh, because, I mean, it's such such a quick walk from, like, like goofy-ass Flash villains, like, fuck, I don't know, Rainbow Raider or, like, Crazy Quilt. Mm-hmm. To like, you know, like a parody of like a character that would show up on like the tick or something. Like it works really yeah. well. Yeah. No. And it's because they're all throwaways and because, you know, because the way comedy works, mm-hmm. there's three of them. Yeah. It's not like we get a whole episode of the Condiment King, which I I didn't remember this episode. And for a brief moment, I thought, wait, is the Condiment King the main villain in this <laughs> one? I like that the episode's set up to make you think that. Like it really yeah. is. Yeah, it opens, like, very typically with mm. some rich people being robbed by the latest villain, which happens to be this asshole. Can I just say how much I love the shot of him on the elevator with a bunch of, like, rich people who are going to get dinner? Yeah, it's that it's that Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. Where he's just sort of standing there, and they're looking at him like, what, what are you? What do you mean, what am I? What are you? <laughs> Third floor. I'll, get, I'll take the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was, it was fun. And unfortunately, they did misfire I would say a little in that in comedy you save your your most powerful one for last oh yeah I think he was the best of the three and and they they got him out there first well like they come out swinging with him like pack rat fucking sucks yeah and you know they're all supposed to suck in a way but yeah but like condiment king is so delightfully stupid like also he's consistent like yeah his whole thing is condiments, and he shoots condiments, whereas Packrat steals junk, but also he'll steal your money, and mm-hmm. also he has a gun. And also he like, has just, like, a gun. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't really track with the with the whole aesthetic. Like, he's like, I your trash is my treasure, mm-hmm. and then he takes someone's purse. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not her trash, that's her purse. That's her treasure. You just said that was. Yeah. I don't like you, so, Packrat. Yeah, I mean, you know, they all suck, but... Mm-hmm. And then the other one was just Roseanne. Yep, just uh, someone thought it would be really funny to just put Roseanne on uh, I, on uh, this I, show. I I bet, I don't know this, mm-hmm. but I bet the thought was, we really should get at least one woman in here. Uh-huh. Uh, are there any well-known lady stand-ups? Uh, well, there's Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably how that went. Just make the voice actor go like this. Ah, ah, I'm a domestic goddess. Ah. Yeah. Want me to sing the uh, pl- national anthem? Grab my crotch. Uh-oh. Eh. I used to think she was kind of funny back when she did stand up. You know, now she's. Oh, I'm sure like, she was awful. Uh huh. You know, Ugh. like back before her sitcom, even like the stuff that got her the sitcom. Sure. I thought she was pretty funny. Yeah. But that was a very long time. Ago. I mean, that sitcom was pretty funny for the most part. I I didn't watch it, but probably was. Mm. My dad um, was a big fan. Ah. I know uh, Joss Whedon worked on it, actually. He did. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who used to be kind of cool and now not so Turns much. that they suck. <laughs> yeah. The other two were based on real comedians as well, but they were really outdated. Like, one was based on Buddy Hackett, who was not at all relevant by this point, and the other one I don't remember, but also 
from a I think Jerry Lewis. Uh-huh. Just like, come on, guys. See, I thought, are you, was it Condiment King that was supposed to be uh, Buddy Hackett? Yes. See, I thought Bob Hope. I mean, maybe they could also be pastiches. Mm-hmm. I'm I, like, I'm basing it on what the the DC Wiki says, and those guys are never wrong, obviously. Sure. But I also thought because his last name was Stantler that maybe they were going to do an Adam Sandler thing. Oh yeah. Like they. My point is, the children watching this in we're we're probably in the mid to late '90s by this point. Yeah. Like the show's not in its original run. They're they're on like weekends now, mm-hmm. and so it's like '96, '97, like. You don't want to give the kids stuff that was popular in the 50s. You want to give them stuff they might recognize. Mm-hmm. Like, the kids watching might actually know who Roseanne is, but they're not going to know the other two. Sure. I don't know. Uh, I remember Tiny Toons doing a lot of Groucho Marx jokes. Well, okay. I have a soft spot for him because I think he's still funny. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Also, everyone knows who that is because everyone's always referencing him. I mean, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, Roseanne... You know, mm-hmm. uh, I this is my bad thing. I could have done without all the obvious fat jokes about her. The thing is, they were so lazy too. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, like, like it's just like ah, see, she's fat. She likes eating. Mm-hmm. It's like Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Okay. Well, and Amanda was like, uh, "That's my body type. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not fat. She's she's bigger, yeah. but like, she's not Bruce Tim, pretty girl, skinny as yeah, all. Exactly. But honestly, I think that was Roseanne as well. I never thought she was like. A no. whale. I think she was just like fat for TV, and so that was, you know, that's how everyone thought of her. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. That's unfortunate. Just they did do stupid. stuff with her whole domestic goddess thing, uh-huh. which made sense. Yeah. But, uh... The whole... What was she supposed know. to be, like... <sighs> Mighty well, Mom or thing. something? Yeah, something like that. But, I mean, that was that was Roseanne's shtick, is like, ugh, I don't want to clean the house or whatever, but yeah, I'm a domestic goddess, mm-hmm. fine. It was it was very sarcastic and very like, I don't, don't want to be a fucking housewife, this sucks. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. I do like but, her kicking the crap out of Robin. Yeah, well, this, this kind of ties into your bad thing, no? Uh, let's see. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, play my gross quote. <laughs> okay, here's your gross quote. Hey! Naughty boy! So, <laughs> so while Batman goes to beat up the Joker, Robin mm. stays behind to beat up Roseanne from the TV show Roseanne. Who is under mind control. And let's be clear, because Amanda pointed this out too. Mm-hmm. Robin sucks. He's losing to Roseanne. I was like, okay, but the other two gave Batman a run for his money. Mm-hmm. I think that mind control chip like gives you crazy PCP strength. I don't know that they, that he, they gave Batman a run for his money. Most of it was just like... Like, with the pack rat, it was just because he had a big fucking gun. Yeah, but I still think, you know, like, like that that strength you get when you're on crazy drugs uh-huh. or, like, that that strength you hear about when mothers can lift a car off their kid. Like, I think I, I would be willing to grant that the mind control chip does that mm. to you. All right. Because the human body can be pushed to be stronger than it normally mm-hmm. is. So, but... but Anyway, that said, Robin should still be able to handle that. And also, uh, related to my disgusting quote, this is when uh, she grabs him and then starts spanking him on the ass, which uh, is a reference to an old Golden Age Batman panel. Ah, uh, yes. Quieter Papa Spank. Mm-hmm. Which, I, uh... Ugh. I I know there was a point in human history when mm. spanking had a non-sexual connotation, but it has never been in my lifetime... And anytime spanking is shown or referenced, mm-hmm. it just it's it's a sexual thing every time. It yeah, just is. I'm sorry, man. Like even in the thirties when like this stuff was yeah. published, it's like, no, it's still a sex thing, and you know it's a sex thing. 
I think what they're thinking is like, well, people still beat their kids, so this is relatable content, mm-hmm. right? I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't find that very relatable content. Well, no, because ideally we grew up in a more enlightened. No, well, my parents spanked me for sure. Nah, but, my 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 parents preferred uh, psychological uh, punishments. God. You were gonna say torture. Uh, you don't know that. <laughs> I can hear the hesitation. We've been working together a lot of years. <laughs> I know what word you were going to uh, say. Shut up. <laughs> you didn't say it. Though. You don't get much more Freudian slip than that. Well, you didn't say it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, um, uh, uh, Terry Pratchett called them, was it spill words? Mm. Where it's like, you can hear the words that someone's going to say, but yep. then they don't. Um, uh. what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, the DC Wiki did point out this was in this was genuinely interesting. Mm. Well, they had one real stupid thing, mm, which was the pack rat's gun shot the wrong kind of bullet. Oh, which, fuck sh- off! Shut up. But uh, they also pointed out that uh, this this episode I wouldn't have spotted this because I haven't seen the movie. Uh, it, it contains a lot of references. Like it's it's clearly an homage to uh, is it Scorsese who did the King of Comedy? Yes. Because that's the yeah. one everyone was talking about when Joker came out. Yeah, and then it said, like, clearly this was a more recent entry mm-hmm. that Robert De Niro, I I didn't realize, was in the Joker movie. Oh, yeah. Because it was an homage to King of Comedy. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of interesting. Just, like, that that this show got to comparing the Joker to that movie before the Joker mm-hmm. movie did, is what I mean. Yeah. So. What else? Uh, oh! This made yes. me crazy. Okay. Why the fuck does why the fuck does Packrat have a fucking like jar of cow noise? Oh yeah, he's right? got like a tippy cow. Yeah, on the on the soundtrack. I figured you'd love that because whenever I don't like something on the soundtrack, you do, and vice versa. Yeah, you'd think right, but no, it's just like what the fuck is happening? Well, it was comedy. It was comedy music. It was like do 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 but it didn't really fit the character. Maybe they intended it for Roseanne because haha, cow means fat lady. And then they were like, okay, that's actually kind of tasteless. Can we still use this music somewhere else? Uh Uh-huh. That's my guess. I don't know. That makes as much sense as anything. It was really bad. Just like, and I guess just because, like, Packrat's just not that funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing to, like, punch him up with cow noises? Like I said, the Condiment King was the only one of the three who was actually funny. Yeah. Like, they did did it wrong. You Mm should have started with the least funny one and ended on the, the best one. Yeah. That's how it works. But on the other hand... I think him doing his shtick in a room full of rich people would be much better than, like, just fighting Robin on stage. That's true. So. Uh, they did have, when um, uh, the Joker as Shecky, I guess it was, uh, was removed from the stage the previous year, they had the giant shepherd's crook, which I am always a fan of. I mean, what else would you have at a comedy festival, really? <laughs> I mean, I think they use those at the actual Apollo Theater, but mm. I don't think anywhere like i don't think that's a thing anymore well i mean i never i could never figure out how they worked like you can't like if well you have the person on stage has to kind of cooperate exactly. i can't imagine you could just hook someone without them knowing it like you can't just drag someone off with a big shepherd's crook i don't know maybe they can i don't know i'm pretty sure th- i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure they use them at the apollo mm. i <laughs> also know they they just boo those guys off relentlessly if they're bad though mm-hmm. so maybe not maybe i'm remembering wrong we should definitely get one of those if we ever do a live show again. Oh, absolutely. I've said for years we should get a pantomime horse. We should just oh, go for all those yeah. all stupid shit. Oh. I mean, we did one live show where you hit me in the face with a pie, mm-hmm. and that, like, 
Amanda took the perfect shot of the 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 stuff still flying mm-hmm. with just you perfectly just poof right in my face. That picture. One of my favorite moments of us working together mm-hmm. from the last, like, 13 years. It's amazing. The minute after I did that, by the way, I had the horrible thought, oh, my God, I hope I didn't break his nose. Oh, please. I could have. It was, it was, a, it was a, an aluminum pie tin full of shaving cream. Yeah, no, but with my entire hand behind it, you know? Like, just punching You're... you in the face. Like, So you think, you? I mean, look. I, I appreciate it. It's a sweet thought, and I don't want to insult you here. But really, you think you have, like, Batman strength that you can, like, break my nose oh god you... no but i don't want to hit you in that xena <laughs> area where it hits you like right in the face and it just crumples yeah. all right also blood pie would have been amazing i mean that's a hell of a way to finish up yeah exactly <laughs> i mean i got a little teary after that because it was an anniversary show and mm-hmm. like <laughs> if if tears and snot and blood and <laughs> fake pie were running down my face that would have been even better that's the trifecta uh-huh all the head goop um Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, okay. Actually, yes. I got to give the DC Wiki another point. Oh my believe god! Believe it or not, this was a, this was a good observation. The real trophy goes to them this week. I guess so. Two things that I found moderately interesting. Mm. Not not essential to our show, but I usually check in to see if there's anything worth talking about. Mm. They point out in uh, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Yes, when uh, Terry McGinnis is heckling the hell out of the Joker at mm. the end, and. He says, man, you should, you're just not funny. Like, your jokes are terrible. Maybe you should just, like, I don't know, make a face, drop your pants, something. And <laughs> they point out he does both of those things in this episode, mm-hmm. and they both get big laughs. Yep. Mm, okay, good good, good to point that out, guys. I love, I love in this end, like, it's a big part of Return of the Joker. Uh, uh, Joker getting laughs that he doesn't want. Yes. And I love how much it fucking pisses him off. I mean, that's really, as far as I can tell, he's only... Like, the only thing he gets angry about. Yeah. Like, Batman catching him is just part of the dance. He doesn't oh, yeah. give a fuck about that. But it's like, but you, you can't embarrass him. When he's not taken seriously as yeah. a comedian, that's when he really gets upset. You're only supposed to laugh at me the way I want you to laugh at me. Which is a very specific kind of energy. Yep, and it makes a lot of sense, too. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can't say I haven't felt that way myself oh, yeah. from time to time, but, you know, I try not to. Oh, a pants falling down gag. Ooh. I mean, I think that's great, especially if you have comedy boxers on. What's the point of putting your comedy boxers on if you're not going to drop your pants? <laughs> First of all, they're boxers. No mm-hmm. one's going to see a damn thing. <laughs> Second of all, they're funny looking boxers. Oh, like, my, mo- my modesty. Uh-huh. Are your pubes green? That's the real question. I don't need to answer that, to hear, to think about that. <laughs> I mean, I have kind of wondered. Mm. Not specifically pubes, just is is the rest of his hair green? It doesn't have to be gross. Well, I mean... Is his arm hair green? I, th- that interests me. Yeah. Like if he grew a beard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if we just scraped off some of uh, Cesar Romero's makeup, we'd know. Yeah. There's a green mustache under here. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still committed to the character. Yeah. Just didn't want to shave his mustache off. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything. We can probably leave on uh, the jo- on the Joker's body hair. All uh, right. Well, I wanted to mention that the Condiment King, before he tries to leave and nearly breaks his neck, says, parting is such sweet and sour sorrow, which that would have been my quote. That's pretty good. <laughs> they get some real good uh, uh, puns out of Condiment King. Well... They really, they really, uh, they let up on it with, with Mr. Freeze in the next one. Yeah. 
he didn't. I don't think. I don't think he did any cold puns. In, in I don't think he. So used, like, this isn't the version of Mister Freeze that makes many of the cold puns. I mean, mostly he's just season. sad. I know. I love it. All right. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you about Deep Freeze. Victor Freeze is just chilling in the cooler, having a nice day. And also, because he's in jail, maybe some kind of pun on the word shiv, but it's shiver. Yeah, I kind of figured I wasn't going to be able to keep that up through this entire summary. Anyway, our story opens at the penitentiary, where Mr. Freeze is just moping around, waiting to die. Only because he's essentially cryonically preserved himself, that's never going to happen. Which is why an amazingly super cool robot breaks through the wall, scoops him up, and places him (laughs) inside its chest cavity. So it can deliver Victor's secret of immortality to its master. The robot takes like three days to get to his destination, which only leads me to assume that Mr. Freeze shat inside it at least once, but weirdly there's no mention made of this. He's deposited at the feet of a man who is clearly Walt Disney, but for whatever reason we're calling him Grant Walker. But come on! The dude wants to freeze himself so he can live forever and make more theme parks. Do I have to draw you a picture? Don't make me draw you a picture, because I might put two black circles on top of the head and then we'll get sued into oblivion. Since Disney owns literally everything, Grant Walt has managed to nab the frozen remains of Nora Freeze, whom he promises to restore if Victor can assist him with the whole immortality thing. Victor doesn't know how Grant Walt managed to determine his only weakness, but it probably has something to do with the fact that the only word you've said in your cell for the past three years is Nora. (laughs) But obviously he agrees because, well, Nora. Meanwhile, Batman is on the case of Mr. Freeze breaking out of jail, and since robots are involved, he heads over to Carl Rossum's place to talk about robots again. Finally! He's greeted at the door by a Batmite robot, which isn't as cool as the actual Batmite showing up, but Superman will give us Mr. Mixiez Pitlick soon enough, so that's not really a big deal. Anyway, it turns out Rossum worked as a visioneer for fake Disney, which is nothing like an Imagineer who says that it is. <clears throat> this sends Batman and Robin to Oceania in Autubre, which is a reference exactly one other person will get. Hi, Bob. <laughs> Oceania is Walt's city of tomorrow on the ocean where he and his loyal employees will survive when they murder the outside world with a giant ice cannon. The employees are weirdly fine with all of this, but in their defense, Oceania looks really cool. Disney Walker now has received his immortal ice suit and begins scheming the next stage of his dastardly plan, ignoring his promise to help Nora freeze. This naturally leaves Victor... cold. (laughs) Sorry, I honestly wasn't planning another pun, but it just came out. So he's suitably angry when Batman shows up, and the two of them, three if you count Robin, but why start now, (coughs) sink Oceania and save the day. Victor survives with the preserved Nora in a cave someplace, while Grant Grault (coughs) Waltzny continues to be immortal inside a block of ice under the ocean, which is an absolutely horrifying thing to happen to a person. So sit with that, children. Happy nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Ho-ho! This was really good. I really like this. Like we were saying, you can't just bring back Mr. Freeze to rob a bank. There has to be a, a hook. Yeah. And boy, was there. Oh, yeah. Well, I love, first of all, just I love that Mr. Freeze has just been hanging out in his cell for the past however long. Like He's just vacantly staring at the wall, just mournfully. Yeah. Just like, that's it. Like, but, that's all. Like, the dude is just not interested in committing crimes. He's just no, the, interested in being sad and cold. The robot kool-aid man's through the wall (laughs) and he doesn't immediately escape like any other prisoner in in i assume it was stonegate but i'm not sure Mm -hmm. but any other prisoner in that place as soon as there's a hole in the wall would fucking just like get out of there and he's just like what is this who are you why are you here do you know my wife nora Mm -hmm. 
Wait, why are you... Don't shove me into your chest cavity. Mm-hmm. I'm but, 30% uh... Victor. Donk, donk. <laughs> Very good. <sighs> so, my good thing is, this episode was like, someone took everything I love uh-huh. and put it in one episode. Like, the... The City of Tomorrow is like 10 times more Art Deco than Gotham already. Mm-hmm. Like the, the backgrounds in this one were extra gorgeous. Yep. There was some real good just like turn turn the dial. Like probably stuff that they rejected for Gotham City because it wasn't dark enough mm-hmm. or it was a little too fanciful. But it's like, eh, it's a theme park. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, which is one of my favorite things about the show, all those fucking robots. Uh-huh. Including- which I've always loved. Including my uh, my good thing, uh, the crew of lady robots, which are just fucking awesome. I don't re- remind me. There's a crew of like just identical looking, very uh, sort of rosy from uh, the Jetsons. Oh yes, yes, I do remember. Okay, yeah. Uh, they get yep. wiped out with like a freeze gun or something, but like they just look cool as hell. Yeah, they're just workers, mm-hmm. like just scooting around and, and fixing stuff. Right. <laughs> I thought you meant at Rossum's place where we saw a lot of like different. Uh, mm-hmm. Different assorted guys. Like, uh, we definitely need to talk about Batmite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did you expect to see Batmite in any form in this series? I for, I, I mean, I re- like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, yeah, Batmite does show up in this in this show with, like, a cameo. But, mm-hmm. like, I hadn't thought about it. In fr- like, I certainly wasn't like, well, this is the episode where Batmite shows up. Yeah. No, it's just, it, it kind of threw me for a loop mm-hmm. because... I, I didn't remember it. I'm like, there's no, oh, right, a robot. Okay, that's yeah. a good, that's a good cute way to pull that off. Mm-hmm. And it's just Rossum saying, I like Batman. Batman's my friend. So mm-hmm. I made a cute little Batman robot. Do you like my cute little Batman robot, Batman? I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I love that now he's just sort of making whimsical robots because like all the other shit he did just kept backfiring. So he's like, all right, now I'm going to basically make toys. That'll be all right. Well, I like that, like when last we saw him, like he was working, uh, he was on that farm away from everybody, right? Yeah, and but just, it was an automated robot farm. Yeah, but like he just wanted to be left alone with his farm. And then right. the Batman robot showed up and set that farm on fire. So now he's right. just in a little shitty apartment with his robots. Uh-huh. But now, like, they have no weapon capability mm. whatsoever. Like, he's made, he's he's rounded all the edges. He's, yep. you know, like, like there's no chance they're going to go evil anymore. Mm-hmm. He's fixed the problem. There's, Which, you know, good for you, yeah. Carl. There's also, did you notice the, you mentioned in the, uh, in, in the summary, but there's a, uh, Mr. Mixes Pitlick, uh, robot in there. I did not see Looking... that. I thought, I thought I saw Crypto though. Mm-hmm. There was a white dog yep. that looked a lot like Crypto the Super Dog. Yep. No, I, I remember cause like, uh, the Mixes Pitlick that shows up in, um, in, uh, Superman, uh, uh-huh. does not look like this. This was the very much, uh, Silver Age ass looking, uh, uh, right. Mr. Mixes Pitlick. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoy the one from Superman, who is voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. It's so good. <laughs> that one, <A> Gark. <laughs> that one where it's just like Superman making him vanish for like half the episode. Oh, where it takes place over a year. Because yeah, he keep he keeps going back and counting thirty days and going back. Yeah, yep. or whatever it is, ninety days. I don't yeah. remember, but yeah. Ah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> we got some fun stuff to look uh-huh. forward to, but I do not want to overshadow this episode because I really love this. Loved is great. This. Yeah, this again. They kept Mr. Freeze tragic. Mm-hmm. They they managed to, like, get someone. And I'm a real sucker for some horrible thing happened to a supervillain that they never wanted. Mm-hmm. And someone from the outside wants to be just like them now. Yep. Like, that's a pretty common story in superhero comics, but I love it. Well, and it's such an obvious one, too. Like, this, yeah. this Walt Disney-ass guy is so clearly like, well, I'm rich and I'm old. I want to be rich and old forever. 
But I never, like, they've never overtly said mm-hmm. he is going to live a very long time because he, he slowed his age through, yeah. the, through the freezing process. That, like, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they, they retconned anything or pulled it out of their ass. It, well, it totally works. They certainly, they, like, they didn't mention it at all in the first one. But, like, when they bring it up, it's such an obvious fact that it's like, yeah, yeah oh, of course. Because that's how cryonics is yeah. supposed to work. So, of course, that's how, like... uh Mr. Freeze would work. That makes sense. And that's how they bring him into Batman Beyond. Actually. Yeah. Mr. Freeze, you're going to live forever. Oh, boy. I hate. And he basically says, I wish I could kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like in, in you know, like uh, kid show friendly terms. Well, but he doesn't want to live if, if Nora's not around. I mean, he basically does at the end of this episode. Like, yeah, he's not expe- like when he goes back into an exploding building, he's certainly not expecting to get frozen in a chunk of ice and float out to Batman's Sub-Zero. Yeah, which I don't remember if that's any good, but I don't either. But, but... it definitely sets that up. Mm-hmm. Um, But I yeah, I like, you know, I like it feels like they found a way to build on the character. He's he's still who he is. And the hook is, hey. I could I could save your wife. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit, my wife, my only thing. Yep. Okay. The, you got me. Right. The one thing I give a shit about. Yep. And again, I'm so glad they didn't just decide to bring him back and have him rob a bank or something. Yeah, it, it would be so easy, you know, and just yeah. like th- that they were that they had the thought this was our big Emmy winning one. Like, yeah, we can't we can't, like if we're going to do that, like we can't just have him show up and hang out with the Riddler or something. Yeah, I mean, comics do that all the time. Oh, yeah. You do an amazing story that brings someone in, and then you just keep bringing them back. Mm-hmm. And, like, these shows are usually good about that. Occasionally they won't mm-hmm. be, but, you know, mostly well, they are. Well, really at the point where it's, like, it's Tim and Deanie's just sort of vision, you know? Like, it's letting yeah. them sort of do whatever they want, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, as they go on to the other series, they'll pick up a couple other guys who mm-hmm. are great. I know Dwayne McDuffie shows up. We talk about him a lot. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if Alan Burnett's around yet. I'm not like, sure there's... either, but like, you know, he he's just the one I'm not f- as familiar with, you know? Yeah, no, me neither. But I know he's one of those names that's yeah. like in the short list of like, you know, great guys. Mm-hmm. But I've said this a million times, but back when JLU was on, I didn't know who Dwayne McDuffie was. I just noticed all my favorite episodes had his name yep. on them. It was like, shit, this guy's good. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um. So it, it won't just be these two forever. Like no. They will add more people to the team is my point. Mm. But right now, I think in Batman, you're right. It is it is just those guys. Mm. Well, and they're definitely and, doing more good episodes than bad at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't name a truly bad episode yeah. at all. But there's there's been a couple of duds, but it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been a solid run of, of episodes for the last several weeks. For yeah, us, definitely. No, I'm trying. I'm looking back at the list. And I'm trying to see anything that I didn't actually enjoy and... There's not a lot. No, and like I said, like I, I've never been a fan of their version of the Penguin. And jokes aside, I, just, I wish they had done something better with mm-hmm. him. But like, he has been around forever, apart yeah. from like a, a minor appearance. Well, he made those pigeons dance, but uh... yeah, but that was a that was a minor appearance, I mm-hmm. would say. Oh, I don't but... know about minor. I think it was the best part of the episode. <laughs> well, okay. No, I don't know. It was a pretty good Two Face episode. It sure was. But uh, did you see those pigeons dance? That's true. In fact, that was another instance of them having a very good, very well thought out, psychologically complex mm-hmm. origin and wanting to be very careful not to bring the character back yeah. unless he had something to do. And and I've complained about that a few times just because I, I always kind of pictured Two-Face being, you know, 
sort of a mob adjacent guy mm. or just doing sort of dumb crimes for a while. Like it wouldn't have bothered me if he just showed up and did some two shit, yeah. you know, but I think they were a little protective of him too. And that's all right. Mm-hmm. That's but fine. If they want, if they want to save some of these guys for just like the really good episodes, I say go for it, you know? Yeah. I just, just make sure you do them. Y- y- yes. Don't introduce an amazing character and then put them away forever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's terrible. Yeah, I still don't like uh, Victor's pink gloves, but other than that, it's 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 weirdly out of out of uh, like it doesn't go with the rest of the the color scheme for his his costume. Yeah, and especially since when fake Disney gets mm. a Mister Freeze suit, he's got blue gloves, and it's like, yes, that's what it should look. That's like. That's what it's supposed to look. Like. I just picture him. It's like I'm assembling my Freeze costume, and I forgot mm-hmm. to build gloves. Let's see if there's any underneath the sink. <laughs> No, because the boots are also pink. Mm. So it's definitely a choice. These were for a party I went to with Nora. (laughs) They were actually her boots, but I have very small feet. Oh, to go to another costume party. To dance in the summer air. To eat eat dip from the table. (laughs) I don't like chips. I just shovel the dip (laughs) in my mouth. What I like to do is, see, I like to scoop the dip into my helmet and then take it away. That was my first crime. I would assume his memories of Nora and going to parties didn't involve him having a helmet yet, but what do I know? <laughs> I mean, you didn't know him before the, that first episode. You don't know what he gets into. I rode a motorcycle. <laughs> I was a really cool dude. Ugh. Now I'm just a cold dude. <laughs> also, I've pointed this out before, but like the the voice, mm-hmm. the voice for Mr. Freeze is is very good. That's I'm not I'm not making any new observations there, but it's interesting because I always thought the equation was sort of 50% voice, 50% effect. Mm-hmm. And when uh, fake Disney gets his Mr. Free suit, he's got the same effect and yep. it's not nearly as cool. So it's more like 75% performance and 25% effect. I would have liked to have seen that because when he first shows up, like he isn't in the suit and I would like yeah. to have seen him like not have the, like the vocorder buzz yeah, or whatever. doesn't bother me. Like I like the I I think that's an essential part of the character. It's weird to hear him without it. Mm. But Nora. Yeah. yeah. But this was another instance, like I brought up in the previous mm-hmm. episode, where Batman just could not figure out this is my bad thing. Uh-huh. Could not figure out what was going on. He's watching footage of the robot going into Freeze's uh, cell and Freeze screaming, no, no, don't take me. <laughs> or if he's not vocalizing, he's very clearly like, that's his body language. He's like trying to run away in this tiny mm-hmm. cell. Help, Batman. I don't want to be stolen by a robot. S- scooting up far against the corner, trying to just like, no, no, get away, get away. And Batman's like, I don't think he broke out intentionally, Robin. What a strange <laughs> thing to say for someone whose plan is clearly going all according to plan. Fucking detective. Come on, man. <laughs> does does Rachel Ghoul call you that ironically? Are you just an idiot? <laughs> oh, hello, detective. <laughs> he calls me that because I'm a very good detective. Almost as good as me, Batman. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Old chum. <laughs> I really enjoyed watching Batman and Robin try to sneak around what is clearly Disneyland. Oh, yeah, right? In broad daylight. Full of people. <laughs> there's nowhere they can really hide because there's just teeming throngs of people everywhere in this very bright, sunny place without any alleys or rooftops or anything. Now, Robin, if we're very careful, we can be first in line to ride the Matterhorn. 
<laughs> I don't think they've spotted us, Robin. It's a small. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh Damn no! It. It, oh no! It's his unstoppable army. <laughs> the uh, and I, I mentioned this in my summary, but the uh, employees seem completely fine with his plan to destroy everything outside our domed city. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the guy clearly found a lot of people who are really fine with freezing Gotham. And I don't think he was talking about Gotham. I think he was talking about the world. Oh, I could yeah. Be wrong. I, I, lo- I love his whole speech, though. It's just like, oh, well, yeah. you know, as for those people who will be caught outside the city, <sighs> that's rough, but uh, can't make it all without uh, freezing some planets, I suppose. I mean, we were doing another Ice Age. I'm just bringing it on a little early. That's all, okay? Also, uh, I can't not mention uh, the similarities between this and uh, Bioshock. Ah, see, Which, I'm not that familiar with Bioshock, but I, it, I, I think I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah. it's it's another uh, Disney analog building a utopia under the sea. Ah, I thought there was case. a whole libertarian angle. Though. Oh, there is. There's that too. But uh, okay. this ep- this episode doesn't dwell on that quite as much. No, that'll we gotta wait for the question to get mm-hmm. some like literal Ayn Rand quotes. Oh, Lord. Yep. I mean, they commit to the bit is the thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy. I mean. And the thing is, we, I hate to keep bringing this shit up, but the stuff we've lived through for the past several years. Uh-huh. Yeah, a rich dude could have this crazy plan and a bunch of people would get behind him. That That is just a fact. Well, you know, this rolls into my bad thing. Yeah. So, let me get this straight, episode. If you're rich, you're just saying that you could just buy a living woman and then keep her as collateral to get her husband to do whatever you want. That is a completely unfeasible, and I'm kidding, of course. Uh, My bad thing this week is that rich old men can do basically whatever the fuck they want and never end up frozen in icebergs for thousands of years in a kind of living death. Well, so your bad thing is for reality, not this episode. Yes, but uh, I don't have a podcast about reality because I would spend too much time crying. Yeah, that's fair. As, as would I. I listened to a couple of podcasts about reality, and they're the most depressing things. Ugh. Yeah. No thanks. Nah. I'll just keep doing this, thanks. Mm-hmm. Or crazy make ups Yep, it. yep. Crazy make ups are real good. Yep, yep. At uh, <laughs> one point, uh, Mr. Freeze, like, mm-hmm. uh, shoots Robin with his freeze ray. Uh-huh. It's, it's near the end. And he says, take the boy. And, like, <laughs> all of our all of our goofing on Robin notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. He's a college student. <sighs> I'm not a boy. I'm 20. <laughs> I'm not a boy. I'm a man. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. A manly man. I'm I'm currently rewatching BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. and I'm delighted every time people refer to Todd as a boy, because <laughs> his on-screen age is referred to as 24 in season one, and so he's like 30 by the end of that show. Yep. And people are still calling him a boy. Look at this boy. I love his face. Uh-huh. Where's your friend? He's got a real funny face. <laughs> Show's very good. Yes, it is. Um, but it doesn't have robot sharks, with this, which this does. <sighs> Never? Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, Real this, sharks, does, this does have some good robot sharks. Yep. It's got robot everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was intentional, but the guy who played fake Disney is was the bad guy in one of the RoboCop movies, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah, he's the, uh, he's the old man, which is yeah. all they call him in th- those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I don't remember. Uh, we were talking about this before the show, and it made me want to watch RoboCop again, so yep. maybe I'll know soon. Yep. Dick, you're fired. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm not a boy. <laughs> I'm a robo-man. 
Mm-hmm. It's not called Robo Man. Oh. God, can you imagine Harvey Bullock being turned into RoboCop? <laughs> the only real like uh uh candidate in this world because everyone else like isn't a dude or mm-hmm. is like the commission, you know, like the only named cop. Oh yeah. Really. So Yeah, you got the right to remain silent. Uh you got let's see, directive one. <laughs> Remember that time Harvey Bullock shot that guy's dick off? I mean, probably. <laughs> that's that's probably another standards and practices thing. I really want to see that now, actually. Also, going back to the to the architecture and all that, mm-hmm. did you get a real uh, Legion of Doom vibe? Oh yeah, from, from the exterior shots mm-hmm. of Oceania. It's partly that like being in like the middle, like a thing sort of rising up out of the water. Yeah, and it's got a dome it's got a, that's yeah. sort of crisscrossed by, like, uh, support beams and stuff. But, it's not yeah. quite obviously Darth Vader's helmet, but... Uh... Yeah. But it's, it definitely looked a bit Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Meanwhile, at Oceania... Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex Luthor's else? pissed off about something or other. I don't know. President? <laughs> uh, let's How much see. power I'd have to give up to become president? <laughs> I love the sound of Mr. Freeze's laser. Yep. That like, yep, I know exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, we should put that in an endeavor sometime. Yeah. Uh, got I mean, I it. probably distorted a little, mm-hmm. so, you know, but yeah. Uh, uh, that's about all I have. I really love this one. Yeah, me, man, this me might, too. Like, like, we always talk about making lists and we never do. Mm-hmm. But uh, if if we got to the end of this and made like our top 10, this would absolutely be in mind. Oh, absolutely. I love this one. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I wasn't kidding about it having everything I like. And, and not just that, but mm-hmm. also like, you know, that complex psychological villain who didn't lose the thing that made him great. Yeah. Well, and like, it'd be so easy to fuck up a, an, another Mr. Freeze episode, you know? So like... That yeah. they put the work in and made something as good as this is, like, it's just, you know, it also, shows how good these guys are and what they do. Also, not just the great Art Deco backgrounds, but there were some especially good shots of Mr. Freeze in this. He's still, it's such a good design. Well, it is a very good design, but I mean, like, they clearly had the A mm-hmm. animation team. Like, there was some sh- things that, like, like, that would make real good posters if you just have oh, yeah. still of it. There's a point where I think he's confronting... Uh, I always forget the character's name. I just keep calling him fake Walt Disney, but he's confronting the dude. Walker? Is and it Walker? He, yeah, I think it's Walker. Mm. And he's just standing in the doorway and it's just a sh- like, it's sort of a tight shot of him from the waist up. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like a poster. It's yeah. just so, the way it's shaded and the, oh, just perfect. Mm-hmm. He he just lends himself so well to that dramatic lighting. Like, ah, he looks so I just, and I love it too, because he he was such a nothing character before this, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, he's, as you pointed out the first time, one of DC's 50 cold guys. Yeah. And like giving him something, you know, like an actual backstory has made him so good. And I think that was like, that's been this show at its best. Mm -hmm. You also got uh, Calendar, no, Clock King. Clock King, yeah. Yeah, I was in Calendar Man as a different guy. I don't think he ever showed up on this show. No. Um, or Mr. Monday, but that's, <laughs> that's a Venture Brothers thing. Um, but yeah, like Clock King's another one where mm-hmm. it's like, here's, here's nothing uh-huh. with an interesting story. Can you make it good? Yeah, we can. We're actually really sure talented. Can. Yeah. Turns out we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's been a couple of missteps, but for yeah, the most part, you know, like 
I don't need to keep going back to the Sewer King, but I will. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you said it. <laughs> That's him, all right. Uh-huh. I'd know him anywhere. So there's a spectrum of, of great things to hear on this show. And on one end is Mr. Freeze's freeze ray, and on the other end is that. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. I still I said this already, but I love that Carl Rossum is like a regular recurring character. Yeah, right? I didn't remember that at all. Oh, me neither. And there's really no reason for it apart from why come up with a new robot guy when mm-hmm. we already got a robot well, it's guy. Just, and it's, yeah, it's it's using the toys that you have and, like, giving them new things to do, you know? So there's no reason he should show up in a Mr. Freeze episode. He's the robot guy. But, yeah. like, they managed to find a way. And it was like, oh, yeah, now when they need to find out something about robots, they mm-hmm. go to their friend. Yeah. And it's, it was, I, I just, I love, I love that continuity. Mm-hmm. How's it going, and Batman? You take it for granted now because most shows do it, but... Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you didn't get, like, they wouldn't remember one character from one episode to the next. Like, well, the no. villains would come back, but, like, I'm talking about your supporting guys. Mm. Like, Rossum was never a bad guy. Yeah. Like, you'd never get those guys come back. You'd never have a Summer Gleason or a, you know, whatever. It's nice. Or a Montoya. Mm-hmm. Who may have yeah. made Detective this week. We're still not sure. I can't tell. Sometimes she's wearing what appears to be plain clothes mm-hmm. or, like, you know, the, like dressed for work, you know. Like, she's not wearing a uniform, but she's, you know, dressed up. And then sometimes she's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think I think when they switch over to the new Batman Adventures, like, she is for sure a detective, but I don't remember. Cool. I, I never remember anything. Finally make her Blake's partner. I don't know why people listen to anything I have to say, because it's all wrong. <laughs> it's just everything is lies or misremembered things. Or... That's the shit they turn it, they tune in for every week. I suppose so. And and we're glad you do. If you want to listen to two idiots half-remember stuff they saw years ago, then you're in the right place. And if you want to hear two idiots watch, uh, like, 90-minute movies, mm-hmm. uh, just kick a little bit to our Patreon. Oh, what a segue. As a buck. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about that, finally. I figured out uh, in 12, 13 years, maybe, maybe start thinking about that. Uh, well, we got the new one going up, uh, what, beginning of the month? Is that right? Uh, I've been putting them up on the 15th. Cool, okay. Which, so it's going to be a couple of weeks still. Okay. But, uh, so the most recent one then would have been. Uh, that is uh, a very good question. Let me I check my phone. Remember off the top of my head, but if we can stall, I could. Don't know why I made this extra work for myself. Uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Okay. Was the last one that we posted. Yes. We have been trying to record them a little ahead of time, so mm-hmm. we have another extra one in the can. Yes. Oh, yeah, because we did um, uh, Red Hood already. Right. Yeah, that was it. That was a good one. And we're about to record one for the sequel to Public Enemies that I am not looking forward nope, to. Nope, that one's going to suck. Yeah. Public Enemies already sucked. Why mm-hmm. do we need more of it? This one's going to suck even more. Yeah, I assume so, but mm-hmm. who knows. But I, re- yeah, I remember uh, the comic it was based on. It sucked. Sometimes they take a comic that's not great and make it a little better, but I don't think this is one of those <clears> times. Yeah. Um. But if you wanna if you wanna kick in, uh, like I said, as little as a dollar, mm-hmm. uh, it's Patreon.com/slash/Algar, and if you pledge any amount, we will just give you everything. Yeah, that gives you access to uh, the movie reviews. It also gives you access to all of Alan Amanda's uh, Discworld podcast. Oh yeah, and which we are doing one final Patreon exclusive episode for very soon, reviewing the almost certainly terrible Watch TV series. Ah, uh, something else to look forward to. Just one episode, though. We're mm-hmm. not watching the whole thing. Uh, and Good. also, uh, 
you get uh, bonus episodes of Endeavor, mm-hmm. which will be coming back someday, I promise. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Our website for this show is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. We are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt, and that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.